Welcome to Caribbean Millennials. Good day to all our listeners in Caribbean Millennial Land, which is where we all have to go when coronavirus takes over the world. <laughs> but welcome to our podcast. How are you guys doing today? It's Sunday. It's, it's Mother's Day. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I'm looking at my window at the lake. Oh my God. We're <laughs> over the lake, you know. Just right. You know? <laughs> I tweeted something the other day and someone was like, oh my God, light flex, home ownership. And like, I didn't realize it because I was like, yeah, me and my dog just chilling in my backyard. And then I realized, oh shit, like I just flex on people for no reason on Instagram. So let me use this time to apologize for that um, light flex. I mean, if I really had to flex, I'd say I was looking at the lake from my window. So you you took your light flex from Twitter onto our podcast, basically. Hell yeah, it's my podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Well, well, good to know that you... I work hard for this house. (laughs) (laughs) It's no longer a light flex. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Nah, I just straight up being... Anyway. Um, So, yeah, you know. Anyway, like, it's been nice and quiet. It's been a really good week. I feel like, I secretly feel like this is setting me up for some disappointment. Like, Monday, my boss is going to be like, all right, everyone back to work next week. Knock on like, wood. Son of a bitch. Knock on wood. <laughs> Let me tell you that. Um, it can't be that. So given the way that the numbers keep going up in Dallas, if these people try to tell me come back to work, I ask them if they can. Today was like, Eight deaths, 250 new cases. But meanwhile, things are open up to 25% capacity. I'm like, so staying at my home. Because I can mm-hmm. see me fighting somebody at work for coughing. <laughs> somebody will cough and they'll be like, yo, all right, we have to fight now. I'm sorry. <laughs> that is the <laughs> only way it will be solved. Let HR know what happened, but you have to catch these hands. <laughs> All right. Well, if y'all can hear a fourth voice in here, we have another lovely guest here with us this week. We have Dr. Jayshree Allen. Um, Big up yourself, Jayshree. Hello, hello, Caribbean millennials. Thanks for having me. Um, Dr. What do you want us to call you? You want us to call you? Just Jay. Everybody calls me Jay. That's fine. All right. Oh, Lord, That's smooth. Let's see if I became a doctor. I have to call me Doc. <laughs> like, I work too hard for this. Like, it's doctor to you. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, how was your week, Jay? I actually had a pretty good week, to be honest. To be honest, um, cases are starting to ramp up where I am, which is in Minnesota right now. So central Minnesota, the Midwest, and our issue up here are the factories. So we're having mm. some outbreaks in the local uh, meat factories. So I don't know. We'll see what tomorrow brings when I head back to work. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, gosh. How are you staying safe in these times? If Because I assume you're seeing... No, no, no. You're skipping ahead. I, I, I'm not skipping ahead. <laughs> First of all, I want you to know I have not looked at the outline, all right? Your boss is just too styling. Wilding, so, as usual. I have questions. Vernon's trying doctor. to be like his BFF burden. 
No, I'm not. Actually, it's Corona. It's a doctor. I have questions. When we then, I will know if this is a conspiracy. I'll know if China made it. It was a targeted <laughs> attack. I will have all these answers. All so, right. Let's go. Okay, then. Well, before we let you go, I just wanted to tell our audience a little bit more about Jay. Um, she, as she said, she's based in Minnesota. She did her residency training at the Mayo Clinic and is a board certified family medicine physician, right? So, we didn't bring any random doctor from the side of the road okay. onto the podcast, oh right? Um, Jay is the al- okay. Yeah. Jay is also the host of the Millennial Health podcast, mm-hmm. and you can find her on Instagram and whatever networks at at Millennial Health Doc. Yes. Um, so. If you're interested in Caribbean millennials, you're interested in millennial health, you know. Just a girl. Millennial who's interested in being healthy. Or alive, mm. you know. <laughs> That's important nowadays. <laughs> trying to live or you trying to die? Which one? Um, yeah, so Jay is your girl. Um, so, Jay, anything you want to tell our listeners before we go deep into it before Vernon starts asking you 21 questions oh lord well I'm looking forward to the questions so how about we jump in and I'll add all my comments and everything as we go because you guys sound like a fun group so <laughs> I'm interested in the conversations <laughs> but wait what about the news Danny what news all the news that has been going on in the last week um, that Boris has told our UK peeps, you know, you can go out and sunbathe now. Really? Honestly, I don't know what's going on in Diamond over here. I'm convinced <laughs> this dude is crazy. He's like an evil villain. Like, he has some chuck and we just haven't realized it yet. And Karuna is in the West Wing. It sure is. <laughs> People fall in like flies. <laughs> Secret service, wow, if, if you're listening to this, I apologize. And the rest of the hosts don't share this feeling, but I'm like, we we that much closer. We climb wow, <laughs> almost there. Dodge it, not you're about to get it. Oh gosh. You know, no, but I think it's important though, you know, we are spreading a message of everyone needs to be wearing a mask and trying mm-hmm. to decrease, you know, their risk of spreading an infection. You know, if they happen to be one of the asymptomatic carriers or people out there who have it, who aren't getting sick from it, you know, just because you're not getting sick doesn't mean you can't pass yeah. it off to someone. Exactly. So I do think um, on a more serious note, they definitely need to start leading by example. And mm-hmm. if the country's been encouraged to wear these masks. I think, you know, certainly um, our leaders need to lead by example as well. And you hit the nail on the head because they have done, none of them have led by example. You saw earlier in this whole corona thing, Boris Johnson was saying he was out here shaking people's hands. He didn't care. You know, I, I met with the corona, the patients, and I was shaking their hands and whatnot. So it's like, if our leaders are not taking this seriously and not setting the right example, how can we expect the population and the people to do the right thing? Well, mm. I wouldn't, you, I agree with you, but I wouldn't make that blanket statement that 
none of them are right i mean you're talking about them, Boris talking and about, like, the bigger ones like the real like but i mean trudeau wears wears a mask we've seen caribbean leaders wearing masks and stuff like that so <laughs> well i would just like to see our you leaders saw the, hold on hold on you <laughs> saw the saint lucia press conference where the where the prime minister was standing up and all the ministers were like the, right next to him but that was in the beginning like if someone had cough on the left, the person on the right felt like the I agree. I don't left. that setup was not favorable. <laughs> <laughs> and since then they have continued to drop the ball in parliament. They, oh really? They're not wearing masks? Bruh. They were moving the mask to talk in parliament because it impeded the um theatrical presentation. <laughs> Well, this is where I have to give a shout out to my Jamaican government because they are actually leading by example in this charge. I will say our health minister, Minister Tufton, has certainly been seen donning his mask at all times and our prime minister as well. You'll see when he's standing at a podium, he'll take it off. But when you catch him on his Instagram lives and stuff, like before he walks on and off, he has his mask. So some of them are trying. That's good to hear. Some of them are trying. Mm-hmm. Some harder than others. All right. So let's get into it, right? Jay, what has work been like for you now amidst this whole pandemic? Right. Yes. Yeah, so work has certainly been different. Things have changed significantly in healthcare since this pandemic. So, you know, I think initially we were on two sort of wavelengths when it came to doctors. It were the doctors who were in the hot zones or those epicenters, you know, your New York, New Jersey, you know, Detroit, New Orleans kind of places who were just completely being overworked, overrun, you know, overwhelmed by everything that was taking place and doing their very best, you know, under the circumstances. And then you had uh, people in other places that weren't hit as hard who were more so business has really come to a standstill, you know, because we're telling patients don't come to the hospital, don't come to the clinic if it's an avoidable issue or something that can wait, you know. So that has really slowed down a lot of our clinic appointments or even emergency room appointments. We've canceled elective surgeries. So, you know, that's kind of like your knee replacement, your hip replacement, like those things aren't urgent, you know, we can wait and do them later. So those sorts of things we've kind of put on the back burn a little bit so you have two waves of the doctors the ones super super busy and the ones whose workload has decreased so so much but then what we have done especially with clinic is transform that into a telehealth platform so now we're starting to see that you know a lot of the people who were staying stay home stay safe these are people who you know their diabetes hasn't gone anywhere their high blood pressure hasn't gone anywhere right these are still issues that need to be addressed even in the midst of a pandemic so we're starting to visit with those people over the phone or on video through different uh, telehealth platforms to kind of deliver healthcare through a virtual mode. So that has been really different. I saw some patients in a nursing home and it was all through an iPad oh, wow. and oh, wow. quite different. Yep. <laughs> do you feel like it makes it a little harder to do your job, this whole like telehealth type situation? Well, that is, uh, to be honest, it's different. I wouldn't say hard. I would say different. That just requires 
a change in mindset. You know, you think of being at the doctor, you think of someone who is sitting right in front of you. They can touch you. They can listen to your heart, listen to your lungs, you know, um, be a little more personal. So it's been different. I wouldn't say harder per se, because I think there are a lot of medical conditions that we can actually diagnose and treat appropriately without a physical exam at the time. Or Mm -hmm. we can get the help of family. Like if you have high blood pressure and we need to be monitoring that, you can take your blood pressure from a machine that you have at home and record it daily. And I can call you and you tell me what the past two weeks have been, what the readings have been like. I'll ask you all the same questions I would ask in clinic, you know, and do you feel like your heart is beating too fast or too slow? Are you getting short of breath when you start walking up and down some stairs? Do you get bad headaches? Is your vision blurry? You know, so I can still ascertain a lot just from a really good history and the things that I do need a physical for, you know, there might be some things I'm going to say, you know, let's kind of table this right here and let's have you come into the clinic. It's worth the risk of the exposure. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in terms of um, millennial health, right, since that's the area that's, um, you know, a passion point for you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, health and wellness, you know, span a variety of areas, right? What are you kind of seeing in terms of like millennials and their focus and their priority on health? I feel like sometimes in the past it was maybe said, you know, you know, young people or just generally young people don't really care about health. They live their life and then things catch up to them later and then they, you know, try to solve things. Maybe that's also what we've seen with our parents. Mm-hmm. Um, from that kind of physical health, what kind of trends and things are you seeing maybe with millennials or that they should watch out for? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. So no, very good question, actually. So the first thing that you mentioned, you hit on a really good point, right? So a lot of waiting until things get bad or say when the sickness come down, then you come to a doctor, you know? So one of the things we're trying to do is when something does happen or we are seeing millennials, so younger people, right, who tend to be healthier, you know, we have to see them for some reason. We will try to encourage them like, hey, you know, these heart attacks and strokes and things that you see people having, you know, in their late 50s and 60s and 70s, these things did not happen overnight. It's a lifetime of some choices that could have been better, right, that led to some of these decisions, like inadequate physical activity, poor dietary choices, you know, no control over modifiable disease risk factors, like uncontrolled blood pressure, uncontrolled diabetes, right, uncontrolled cholesterol levels. So I try to impress upon my millennial patients that no is the time to implement those changes and the lifestyle changes or, you know, address what these issues are so that you don't end up with that disease process later on in life. Like you don't need to have a heart attack. Like a stroke is not a requirement of being 70, right? Like these are things that don't need to happen to us. They're not genetic, right? They're decisions and behaviors. So we can make those changes in our lives at this time, this young age where it actually can make a difference. So that's the first thing with um, my millennials, you know, and they do come in because sometimes a lot of jobs actually require a physical or 
or a job requires your doctor to sign off on a form that you're physically capable. So I use that opportunity very well. Then uh, I would say the biggest issue I see millennials coming in for, though, as opposed to just, you know, they have a issue or they have a job form that needs to be signed is more so a lot of mental health, believe it or not, mental health issues. But they don't come in and say like, oh, doc, I'm depressed or oh, doc, I have anxiety. It's they come and they're like, oh, like I haven't been sleeping and like, I don't know, I feel like my energy is really low and, you know, I can't, I don't know, concentrate. So they come in with those sorts of vague symptoms is what I see a lot. And then when we kind of get to the root of the issue, then we end up addressing like a mental health related concern. So fun fact, like that was actually me, right? So maybe probably towards the end of uh, quarter three third quarter last year I um went into the doctor because I was just feeling like shit right Mm -hmm. I um felt like I was dragging I um started having like random chest pains like it was I was like talking to him and I was like I think something may actually be physically wrong with me right Mm -hmm. so that's why I was um concerned I was like okay let me go to the doctor and like get it checked out Mm -hmm. well I ended up like having a straight up panic attack in the doctor's office like losing my shit and ended up getting a a prescription for like anti-anxiety medication right Mm -hmm. and um the doctor I had met at a time was you know very kind and kind of helped me like through it she wasn't trying to pressure me and like push me into something but um for me because maybe I had like gone to therapy you know a couple years before and I knew I was I wasn't necessarily in the best place and I didn't have any vision for how I could get out of it like on my own (laughs) you know just going to therapy or trying meditations and all of those things I was like you know what maybe this like medication thing is not um maybe this is what I need this is why it was invented for you know you to kind of you know if you have a problem to kind of use it Mm -hmm. but um you know, sometimes we'll, you know, we'll talk about mental health and, you know, see no problem with it for other people. Mm-hmm. But when you're confronted with, you know, the opportunity of like, or the thing in front of you of, you know, having to be on medication, you, even if logically you're like, yes, this is what it's, this is here for. This is perfectly fine. Whatever. You also start even getting feelings of like, oh my God, but, you know, are things so wrong with me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, have all of this guilt for, like, not being mentally healthy, right? Mm-hmm. So would you say the same thing if you sprained your ankle and you were having a hard time walking? Would you say, is something wrong with me because I need a cast for a couple weeks or I need to be on crutches for a couple weeks? Like, that's how we need to start thinking Mm -hmm. about this. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not any deficiency that you have that is causing these issues. Like your mental health is 
equally as important as your physical health. Because as you know, untreated mental health issues can manifest with physical symptoms, you know. So just the same way if you had sprained your ankle and it's swelling up and red and you can't step on it and something's wrong, you wouldn't say like, oh, I don't need a cast. Like something is I I can just power my way through mentally. Like, no. Mm -hmm. You know, you accept the help for the things you can see, accept the things that you can feel as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like for me, my experience was a game changer one because once I got on the medication and I kind of got over that and once it started working, I like my response was honestly just like, holy shit, because once it started working, it felt like my brain just kind of like unlocked like levels. Like it was like I had been on autopilot for months and I didn't even, you know, realize. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I've since like win myself off. But, you know, that that was a whole other decision and, and what not to make. But I think you brought up um, prioritizing it and, you know, treating it like, you know, you you cut your finger, you sprain your ankle, but like, what are the checks and balances? Because I feel like prior to all of this, you know, COVID stuff, um, we will all go in so hard and push, 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 grind, 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 hustle mentality, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there are those conversations coming up about self-care and whatnot, but it's also a part of it also like for for the gram still right mm-hmm. so this is when you know i actually posted something about this on my instagram page recently where i said this is a pandemic not a productivity contest and i think it's very important that people recognize that you know if the only thing you have the strength to do right now is survive trust me as a physician we appreciate that right this is a pandemic it is not a productivity contest Right. Like this is the extra time. I think a lot of people are thinking, oh, I have all this extra time. This is time to write my business plan. This is the time to launch my company. This is the time to record all these extra episodes. No, if you cannot do that, that is okay. We are living unless you were alive in 1917, 1918 and 1919 for the Spanish flu pandemic. You have never experienced anything anything like this before you know Um, so like you have to allow yourself to feel what it is that you are going through and for a lot of people like it's not good stuff people are grieving you know one lost family right lost loved ones here in the u.s we're pushing 80,000 deaths now for 80,000 people to be dead in a matter of what six seven weeks that's a lot that's a lot that's a lot of death even just the grieving, the traditional grieving process, even being robbed from them, right? Like mm-hmm. not being to exactly. be supported by your family, mm-hmm. not being able to um, go to a funeral, mm-hmm. you know, so, have, have a hug or embrace, yeah, and, and you don't know. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying, because a couple of weeks ago, we had an episode where we were telling people this is time to be productive and whatnot. I'm not saying you have to be productive. Mm-hmm. You can use it to be productive. But if you cannot be productive, all you can do is survive and make it from day to day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do what you have to do. Yes. <laughs> and I think the important thing there is how much 
pressure are you putting on yourself for yes it, right let, let me tell you something i don't be productive in this time i want you all to know that what <laughs> has been re- i have been relaxing okay <laughs> taking in my tv playing my video games doing all types of things I didn't normally have the chance to do before because I was so busy running, spending time driving to work, being at work. By the time I come back, I have to pick, do I want to do this? Do I want to do that? Now I can do everything. So I'm, mm-hmm. doing, I'm doing it all. I'm relaxing. I'm not mm-hmm. being my productive. I'm not writing a book. I'm not learning a new language. None of that, okay? No, and big up to the people who do have the emotional capacity to do that, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, we're not promoting laziness. I don't want that to be the message, but I do want to shed some honesty and some truth to the fact that a lot of us just don't have that extra mental, you know, state right now because we're going through so much. And I, the message I really want to drive home is if you happen to be in that state, I want you to know you are not alone and it is okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't, right. people, don't shame people for yes. not being able to do what you're doing. They, yes. They're doing their best. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it also is kind of checking in with yourself day by day and see what you need that day, that yeah. week, that whatever, right? Because I'm somebody who is on the side of like wanting to be productive, but in the first few weeks of it, Vinan was like, girl, just relax, right? <laughs> and I mean, when this all started, we just moved into the house. So I was like, moving, okay, got this set up, got this set up. And then once I felt like we were somewhere, then I just like chill for a couple of weeks and just slowed it down. And then after that, I was like, okay, well, I'm starting to feel at the point where I'm bored and I want to make use of my time, not have to, you know, mm-hmm. or feel pressured to. I genuinely wanted to do the the things that I've been choosing to do, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, it's been acknowledging and, and recognizing, you know, one day I may want to sleep. One day I may want to like exercise three times in the day, you know, It and if that's how I feel and if my body and mind is for it, then like so be it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm going to um, call out, right? Sometimes when we talk about mental health, sometimes our um, male millennials, you know, tend to be silent or um, not have much to say. <laughs> Adani! <laughs> Yes. I'm just taking this all in. I'm just thinking and reflecting what she's saying upon exactly. my own life. Do you have, <laughs> on your own life. But um, how, how has it been for you? Like, what do, I mean, either from your experience or what you're kind of seeing with peers and stuff, um, how do you think us as millennials are dealing or not dealing with mental health? I think we are doing okay from my limited experience in mental health. Um, what I see a lot of is just people using social media to cope and like in some um, weird ways, like social media is like the, the ghetto therapist. <laughs> you know, because like you can literally like just put anything on there and you know, it can be random stuff like, oh, I'm tired of work today. I'm tired of working remotely. You know, I'm tired of COVID-19. And, you know, somebody will come on there and it'll be like, hey, girl, me too, eh? I can't wait for that thing to finish. And, you know, you kind of get that, you know, you kind of get that 
camarade, um, camaraderie going. And you know, you some you feel like somebody's there on the other end of the line that has the same issues you do, going through the same thing, and it's going to be okay. Like, you know, you're going, we're going to get through this because, like, we're all on social media joking and um, airing our dirty laundry. And, you know, somewhere along the line, you know, somebody's, like, understanding you. Like, wow, I'm going through the same thing. Same exact thing you're going through. And, like, oh, bond. You know, so... Everyone will say they're tired of working from home. I need you to stop that immediately, okay? <laughs> but, like, I, I understand... <laughs> I understand... I understand why some people would, would, would say that, right? Because... If you were like a construction engineer or, or like some kind of job where you get to drive around all day and you know and you like that kind of stuff, then being it at home the entire yes. last three months is hard for you. No, like you know, I don't, I don't mean no. <laughs> or if you're like a pilot, like you know, working remotely from home yeah. is just not doing it. <laughs> yeah, I, I wouldn't be wrong with because I think what I because I had some coworkers who were like oh my god, like I can't wait to go back to work and for them. It's not a they want to go back to work to be so productive. It's not like we're not being productive at home. Some of them just want to get away from their children. And I'm like, bro, like, it's your child. How do you want to get away from your child so badly? Like, <laughs> give them a video game, a book, get away, go in, lock yourself in another room. Don't be shy and like, because my thing is, I have to go in and I think in you. I don't know where some of your people let's go after work. For all I know, you're hanging out for a whole bunch of people who have corona. And then you're going to come to work. <laughs> I probably cough around me and then boom, I get corona. And again, now I have to fight you. Which I have to step in. Like, <laughs> let's, let's, you know. <laughs> okay, so I have a question, right? We're talking about mental health. And do you think this whole corona thing has helped with some people and their mental health? Because Anushka made a point that before this whole pandemic, we were all going so hard. Do uh-huh. you think this has given us a chance to maybe slow down a little and realize maybe that we don't have to go as hard as we have been going? Um, I think, honestly, it's an individualized answer. I don't think I can give a general yes to that, to be honest, because there are a lot of people who are, so those who have been going hard, they've been going hard towards certain dreams, certain goals, certain events, they've been planning things they want to launch. And now all those things have literally just kind of been wiped out underneath them or swept away from them you know like my husband for example is studying for a big exam so he has been going hard the exam has been um, canceled and at this point there's no um, rescheduled date for the exam as of yet and this is significantly you know altering his plans for his future not being able to get through this exam so I feel you kind of have to look at it from the other the other perspective you know the reasons why people were going hard you know, have also been lost in this mm-hmm. whole process as well. And that is another grieving in itself, you know, of what you thought your life was going to be and thought you were going to accomplish by a certain time. And now it's like, you know, some people, like, their lives are going to be set back a whole year, two years from this, you know, by the time they recover what they have lost throughout this time frame here. So I think um, it goes both ways. But I do appreciate you saying before, you know, it kind of got some people to slow down a little. I think of it like um, on a hamster wheel. 
And, you know, you're just going, going, going. The hamster just going. I think it did give us a chance to get off the wheel a little bit. But the problem is, you know, this is going on for so long and there is no true end in sight as yet. You know, there's no vaccine. Herd immunity is not going to be a thing anytime soon. So even when outside open up, I mean, all you have to do is see the death rate. And I don't care how open outside is, you know, when 80,000 people are dying in six weeks, I'm not go into a movie like I have no interest you know so yeah so I think both ways it goes both ways definitely I am definitely staying in those <laughs> same <laughs> I, I, I'm just like everybody's talking about the second wave and I'm like I don't want the first wave I definitely right? want to be on the second wave you know? <laughs> I don't want any waves no like talking about second waves, I'm, I'm like, bald. Like, I don't like waves at all. No way. <laughs> I, I, part of a problem for me during this whole pandemic thing, and I, I know, like, yes, the news has to report stuff, but I feel like it didn't really help the situation in terms because we're talking about mental health here, eh? and I feel like the way the news rep- is reporting it. It could be a little bit like fear mongering, like scare tactics, and that could be like having people at home like freaking out, like like oh my god, like the world is ending, like I, I might die, like I could catch that at any point in time, and that type of thing. And then it's like then that's more stress on people's mental health right there. So mm-hmm. it's like I, I don't know. I feel like some of it is like irresponsible journalism. You, you know, as you say that, right? I feel like all the fake news is just stressful in general right <laughs> like all the conspiracy theories but, but, and like, all the absolutely. like constant news like i have not put on cnn in like the entire week i don't do it i'm, I'm sorry it. about andrew kumu and everybody else that's you know giving daily updates i don't do hate i don't do anything about it <laughs> i don't do see no numbers i don't do, like i was following this from the time it was like fifteen thousand worldwide cases to the time it hit 3 million, and I'm like, okay. Like, my, my eyes watching the counter are not going to make it go any slower. I, I, I'm tired of counting how many people have died, how many cases there are. I'm tired. This is just overload on corona right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I started looking at other things, like how to make tacos, and they were <laughs> successful. No, because, and you say that, Danny, but remember there was a, a couple of weeks ago where we didn't really want to record because we were just so coroned out. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I, it's like, this thing is more than just like a physical, like, oh my God, you catch a virus, you can die type thing. Like even the people who, not, who haven't caught it, they fear it's affecting them mentally because now they want it. Will I catch it? Can I catch it? Like, yeah. It's, yeah, I think that's... That can cripple you, you know? Yeah, I think that's associating it with the, the virus. But I think even thinking of people's living situations as well right so i mean living by yourself right um no matter um how introverted or whatever you may be at some point you crave social you know interaction or yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, or or even just like the dynamics of of being uh, or feeling like entrapment or being trapped somewhere that was a big thing we had seen well i had seen a lot of people saying on social media like a guy made a comment it's like i feel like i'm a prisoner in my Mm. own home 
type thing. And I, and for me, it was uh, that one kind of like took me. I was a little like, what, like a prisoner? But I mean, when I step back and I think about it, and you'll make these comments, it's true. Like these people, for that that person could be a really extroverted person, and right now that's like a really hard time for them having to be stuck in their house alone, not getting to interact with any other people and whatnot. So I can see how they can say they feel like this stuff, like a they, they feel like a prisoner. Mm-hmm. Uh- Jay, any um, thoughts? Yeah, a couple things with that, actually. So two of them. One, so I think people really need to start regulating their um, use of media and social media during this time, right? You don't, I absolutely love that we had mentioned that you don't need to know every time somebody else dies, every time somebody else gets diagnosed, like you don't need to keep track of the numbers and be counting along with um Anderson Cooper and Don Lemon right so I actually think that's very important because sometimes we have a habit of turning the tv on and it's kind of just stuck on that channel and you have no idea how you know disturbing it is to you to just keep hearing this stuff over and over and over so we need to be really good consumers of media in this time like there's a time and a place be an informed individual you know you cannot live in a vacuum and be totally oblivious to what's going on in the world but you don't need to consume every single second of every single bit of information that the world has to offer so turn off the tv turn off the radio shut off the notification sometime same thing with social media you don't need to be on social media 24 7 either even though it's kind of become our like go to you're just unconsciously scrolling at this point you know like you because one of the things on social media that i think is really triggering that we're not really acknowledging is all these rips i mean my facebook is just literally an obituary at this point in time wow. i don't know if it's because you know i grew up in new york city so i know so many people you know, in New York, but every day it's you know, rest in peace, somebody, 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 pray for somebody, somebody, somebody. And it's, it gets overwhelming, you know, it gets very overwhelming. So you have to filter um, some of that out. I think that's very important. So monitoring your own personal intake of media and of social media. Protect your peace. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> yes. Amen. And WhatsApp too. WhatsApp blocks some of the people them that I don't know, especially in the oh, Caribbean. Yeah. We love sending out these and they're not even true. All these conspiracy Ooh. theory, all these every minute, some new herb, some something just you know, stop. <laughs> oh, now it's my time to find out it's five G causing Corona. <laughs> God no. <laughs> I told you guys are going to be debunking the theories, you know, getting the information. So Yeah, the answer for that one is a strong no. I know it's a strong no, but <laughs> again, that's the whole that's the whole fear mongering thing again, right? Mm-hmm. Like, spreading false information and it getting people riled up, and I feel like that's not what you need right now. Mm-hmm. You need people to be calm and make like educated, rational, well, not rational decisions, mm-hmm. decisions, not people making decisions out of fear. So, um, let me ask you a question: Have you? I, I assume you've seen all these. People in different states protesting, talking about open up the state and let us go back to work and whatnot. What's your your take on these people? I think we need a balanced approach to that. You know, I understand like we're dealing with a public health issue here and we're talking about lives first and foremost. Right. We know how to rebuild economies. Once you die, there's no way to get you back. 
right? So I think that's very important. You know, in Minnesota, I think our governor is actually doing a pretty good job. Um, He has created like a dial almost that he uses as a visual to how the state is reopening. And I don't know, you know, exactly where he has every single thing on the dial memorized. But, you know, it's like, say you're looking at a clock and say we're starting at the, I don't know, like the seven o'clock position would be one, right? So it's like these businesses are going to open first and then we turn the dial a little bit more and these are going to be the next businesses in line. Mm -hmm. And we're monitoring that along with our cases, right? Our cases getting too high or they, you know, holding steady. Then we can turn up the dial a little bit and open these extra businesses, you know? I think that is actually a pretty good approach. I'm really impressed with him using that as an approach as opposed to, you know, everything open or everybody open or 25% capacity because like what does that really mean you know for a lot of people well here's the thing first of all you have to be enforcing this 25% capacity mm-hmm. I don't think everyone is enforcing it like we saw on Saturday Anushka wanted to go to this Mexican meat place oh my god we went inside of the place and immediately just turned around because like people were basically standing one on top of the other Mm-mm. no mask no mask like they just like uh, it was wild Mm-mm. But you could clearly see like X's on the ground marking out like a certain space that they should be standing, mm-hmm. but no one was paying attention. So it's like at some point you have to rethink is this whole opening everything up 25% the way to go? And and from what you are saying there, that sounds like a very impressive way to handle it. And I, I'm starting to wonder why other states are not adopting this. Mm-hmm. I think the uh, economic pressures are getting to a lot of people. The protesters, you know, yeah. these are your voters, you know, elections are coming so it's it's a multifaceted issue if we want to be really really honest about it you know um, my opinion is obviously biased as I am a doctor and so I value health above most other things so um I have a question so we see now with this whole everyone's at home um I know we're not telling people to be you know we we tell not telling people to be lazy but we are seeing a lot of people taking up like exercising at home and finding different ways to, you know, to pick up their fitness and whatnot. Um, do you think, well, I, I wouldn't say do I... It's not are there other things they could do yeah, at home? It's, yeah, or? that's what I'm saying. Like, are there other things they could do at home? Because I I think one thing has that has been good about this, maybe it has forced a lot of people to eat out a bit less. Mm-hmm. So a lot of them have started cooking more and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Now, they may not necessarily be cooking healthy stuff, but I mean... It's less money they're spending out on all that fast food and stuff. So, what 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 recommendations? What other alternatives you could be? They could be things doing, doing at home. So yes. I actually really subscribe to the exercise at home plan. I do. Um, exercise has many benefits. So you know, and exercise. Let me clarify. Anything that moves your body, right? To get your heart beating above its normal resting rate. That does not... (laughs) 
right? Anything that gets your your heart. Okay. okay. Listen, hey, if you're gonna do enough of that to keep it going, <laughs> that works too, right? But you want to get your heart going above its normal resting rate. What we recommend is at least 150 minutes a week, right? Of like good moderate exercise. So that can be anything, right? If you are a runner, if you are a walker, if you want to get these some resistance bands going, if you want to lift some milk gallon jugs as weights <laughs> whatever you want to do you're a yoga person uh, it does not matter you know so a couple things one everybody already know you release endorphins those are your feel-good hormones like helping you to feel a whole lot better about yourself a lot of people like it's hard to get into the exercise but i am yet to find and it's hard to get into the exercise and it's hard to get through the exercise. But I'm hard pressed to find people who are done with exercise who say, oh, I regret exercising. Most people are like, oh, wow, like I can't believe I actually did that. Like you feel good once you get through it. So that's one. Two, it's also really good for your mental health. You know, it gives you like something else to do, something else to be thinking about, something else to be focusing on while our schedules are in kind of this period of flux. I think that's important. So I actually subscribe to the exercise thing, to be honest, you know, but that just means whatever you can tolerate doing, right, that gets your body moving, gets your heart going. So find something that is fun. Everybody don't have to run. Right. Then the other thing is with the eating, I honestly think, yes, we are eating a whole lot more at home now. Honest to God, it doesn't matter what you cook at home. It would be that you have to try, like put in real effort to cook something at home that ends up being more unhealthy than something that you would eat in a restaurant. The amount of like salt and preservatives or even sugar or oil or, you know what I mean? Most restaurants aren't making your food just for you. These things are like mass produced or, you know, seasoned for, you know, I don't know, 40, 50, 60, 100 people at a time, right? You would use way less of the unhealthy ingredients in just cooking a single portion or for two or three people, you know? So I subscribe to people cooking at home. Honest to God, you have to try hard to make the food as unhealthy as it is in a restaurant. Okay. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, for me, like, one of the, the things I feel has come out of this for me and it's a good thing, and I feel a nutrition can attest to this. Well, with regards to me, is I have given up soda. Mm-hmm. I, Excellent! I it's a can of sugar. I used to drink a lot of it. Like now, like a lot. Uh, it was bad. <laughs> now it's like I'm good. I walk around with my little water bottle, drinking my water. I put him on to um, you know maybe water. I have some sparkling water, <laughs> but that's it. Like I'm not Gross. out here like you know chugging a can of coke and whatnot so yeah i mean it was more than a can of coke energy Energy drinks (laughs) boy or that monster oh my god Mm -mm -mm. honestly just cutting that soda out alone it's like a can of sugar actually take uh if you still have any cans at home take it or bottle take it and look at the amount of sugar 
and look at the grams, like try to convert to the grams of sugar. And just as like a little experiment, just because we have some extra time right now, why not? Take the actual bag of sugar at your house and measure out the same number of grams of sugar that the can or the bottle of soda says is in there and look how much sugar is in the bottle. Um, yeah, I, I do need to see that. So that might that boy. What I might choose it on that one. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I was telling her the other day, like, yo, like, I really don't care for sodas that much anymore. When mm-hmm. you when you wean off of those things, it's, it's like it's, when coming back to it is harder. Yeah. You know, for me, like, because like now for me, it's like, oh, I'm thirsty. Let me just run out and get some water, you know? Ice cold water, like, and I'm good. So, I feel like that that's one of the good things that's come out of this for me, health-wise. So, mm-hmm. oh, and I sleep. Sleep has been a one in my opinion. Yes, <laughs> that's a good but, one. Nice. <laughs> yes, you can oh, but he he has sleep apnea, so it's like more like oh. necessary. Than, like, <laughs> right? dying in my sleep now. I'm not dying, so you know, <laughs> that's a, that's an improvement. <laughs> Big improvement. Oh my gosh. All right. So Jay, we touched on like a lot of good topics here, but I think kind of one of the ways we can boil it down is there's the individual and there's the collective, right? Mm -hmm. And it's taking care of yourself in these times, but also taking care of yourself in the future, right? Mm So what's some advice that you may have from like a physical or mental health perspective just about like coping mechanisms, things to think about if you realize you may have an issue, how can you start addressing it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. So I'll separate them physical and uh, yeah. the mental. So I'll start with right now and then we'll go to for future. So yep. physical for right now, uh, like I'd said before, the exercise, like you have to be moving. Like you cannot sit on Zoom conferences all day. You can't sit on a couch, watch Netflix all day. Like you really have to get your body moving somehow. You need blood flow to parts of your body that you don't typically use in your day-to-day activities. You need to expand your lungs and it requires some level of activity like stressful activity in the terms of exercise to get that going so the short-term physical definitely exercise another short-term physical definitely eating well right one of the tips that I give people with eating well in trying to incorporate you know like a healthier diet everybody don't need to be vegan and vegetarian and them things there but you do need to be healthy right so one of the things I say every time you sit to eat a meal whether that's breakfast that's lunch or that's dinner something on that plate needs to have come straight from the ground or straight off of a tree it had to have skipped a factory and a processing plant and machines to turn it out and canning and all that kind of stuff. If you couldn't have picked something out of the ground or picked it from off of the tree and put it on your plate, like you need to change up what your plate looks like. Just one thing, whatever that is. One little trick I use is I'll buy the big... um 
the big package of like salad. I do the spring mix and spinach 50-50, but you can choose whatever, you know, floats your boat, whatever you like. Um, and I layer the bottom of my plate with that. And I use balsamic vinaigrette. That's my favorite um, salad dressing. And then whatever I'm eating, I put on top of it. So I still eat my curry chicken. So I'll have my plate is like straight up like my spinach and spring mix with my balsamic. And then I'll put my curry chicken on top of it. I put my oxtail on top of it, whatever it is, so that I know I'm like really getting something, you know, fresh and healthy, like I'm sneaking it in there, you know, and then it kind of like makes a plate quite dense, too. So it cuts down on the portion size of the other things that I'm going to add in the plates as well. So the physical activity, the exercise is one, the eating habits, healthier eating habits is two. Um, Number three, I would say for short term would be sleep. So very, very important. So I love that you guys are saying you're getting good sleep because, you know, you find that Netflix show and I'm so guilty of this. But, you know, you're binging to something and you stay up all night, two, three o'clock in the morning, one more episode, one more episode. Before you know it, Netflix asking, are you still there? Right. (laughs) So you need sleep. Those are the three physical short term things. Three short term mental health things. One, you need to allow yourself permission to feel whatever it is that you are feeling right if you are just really sad right now you are just really angry right now like you're just really overwhelmed right now right or you're just blah right now it's okay to feel any of those things know that you are not alone know that it is okay know that your feelings are justified You know, I think a lot of people probably watch the news and see the amount of people are dying and they feel guilty that they are feeling a certain way about their own issues in their life and thinking, but other people have bigger problems. Other people's big problems doesn't make your problems irrelevant. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that like you are still allowed to be sad because you are not going to go to your graduation this year because you have to reschedule your wedding because you cannot take your vacation that you've been saving for two years for like you're allowed to grieve those things, even though people are dying right? You're still allowed to feel your feelings. The second thing with short-term mental health that I'd like to stress is be mindful of the way you display your emotions with the people you are currently quarantining with. Because when you are feeling all out of sorts, it's usually the people who are closest to you who emotionally bear the brunt of that and some of your bad attitudes and, you know, which is just your unresolved emotional issues, right? But you cannot take all of that out on everybody because everybody have their own things that they are going through and their own feelings right now. So be very mindful, you know, if you have a significant other or a spouse, like the petty fighting, like, you know, like... Acknowledge it for what it is like, hey, like, babe, this is not us. You know, I'm sorry. You're sorry. Could we move forward? So I think those are the short term things. Long term things. There is a whole life that we have left to live after Corona. This too shall pass. 
All right. Like it has other things have come and gone. Right. Other things have come and gone. And this is going to be another one that comes is going to take some people out, unfortunately. But there will be many of us who remain and we have to pick up the pieces and we have to keep going. But if you can just focus on those short term things that I mentioned, that will at least give you a place to start when we start getting to long term things. Right. So you don't want Corona to be over and know you're looking at 50 extra pounds on you with like, you know, depression, with suicidal ideations. Like you don't want that sort of scenario for yourself when this is over. And it will. It don't look like it right now, but it will be over at some point. <laughs> Ooh, you said that and I felt that in my chest. I was like, let me go put on my shoes after this. <laughs> no, I think that was great, Jay. Um, I really love those um, tips. I think that's some really practical advice um, mm-hmm. people can take back and, and start putting into their life right away. Mm-hmm. Um, any, anything else from you guys, Banana Danny? I just feel fulfilled mentally. <laughs> like conquer the world now. Um, now, I know we're, we're, we're wrapping up nicely, um, but this kind of popped into my, my head. Um, as we're coming to the end of um, or some resolution, right, with uh, coronavirus, um, there's going to be stuff coming up like, should I take vaccines, right? Should mm-hmm. I... Um, Good question. You mm-hmm. know, just kind of how would you and i know you can't say yes or no for like taking them or whatnot mm-hmm. but like how can people probably stay the best educated and informed about like what's being released and coming out and can they trust it mm-hmm. um yeah and just kind of navigating like that you know next step next step so that's kind of one of those when we reach that bridge we cross it kind of thing i'd be more than happy to come back and we can talk about that when we see what's out there um but until then i think staying in tune with you know reliable health sources um the big ones i would say uh in the united states are the cdc is a huge one based in Atlanta, right? And so I think that is the website that we should be following if you're looking for advice and updates as to what is current and what's to be done. You know, be very mindful of, you know, some of this political fluffer and that kind of thing. Um, The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, cdc.gov, is a reliable source, right? So I would definitely check CDC. Also, your state health department so that just differs based on what state you live in you know like new york city um they do such a wonderful job with their um state health department i'm in minnesota my uh, governor and our health department also do a wonderful job so follow up with the cdc and your state health department as to kind of what's next what's on the horizon for you know what you should be doing Awesome. Thank you so much, Jay. It was a pleasure having you on the podcast. Hopefully we can have you back in the future. Yes. Um, and for you guys listening, um, please follow Jay. Check out her podcast, uh, Millennial Health and at Millennial Health Doc. Yes. Thank you guys so much. It was my pleasure to be here with you. Thank you. Well, guys, 
It's been another episode. We're out. Ha, 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 ha.